I always hear my theme song whenever I walk into a bar. <laughs> I hear it. Does it sound like the Stone Cold Steve Austin thing? <laughs> oh, only when I'm feeling like a badass. Hey, yesterday yeah. was three sixteen. I was I was kind of hoping that was going to be the day that Stone Cold was going to go beat Trump up. You're out of the presidential race because Stone Cold said so. <laughs> Stunner. Dude, I'm serious. Like, you know, it sounds like a joke, but watch him if he gets nominated and becomes the fucking presidential candidate. Watch him nominate Vince McMahon for his vice. Oh, my God. That would be, you know what? This would be awesome times we're living in. Vinnie Mac as VP. Well, they're friends. Ooh. They hung out together, and his wife ran for Senate like five fucking times and lost. So like what? Yeah, you know, like, I could see that, and then the you know, then they'll have to do the Apprentice season that, that replaces you know comes up with the entire cabinet and stuff. I mean, there could <laughs> be a lot of interesting things in the future. We need Richard Dawson for this shit, and he's dead. You know what I'm saying that would be dope. <laughs> it's, it's it. been, the storyline has been 22 years in fucking work, you know. Now let's just get it to the mainstream like that. Like, you didn't <laughs> think that we could get Whatever. there. And then Hogan yeah, has to show up, dude. Ho- they have to reinstate Hogan so that he can come fucking well, fight this battle. Hogan, Hogan's got bigger problems. I hate to date stamp this <laughs> this actual show, but and with his Hogan shit, is, yeah. You see yeah. him show up in court with he like looks like Hulk Hogan, only he's not. Like, yes. dude, hell yes. Like, he's I'm, wearing I, like a, he got a judge I, thing that to, that said it's okay for him to wear the bandana so he doesn't look like a bald bitch in court. Oh my God, that is hilarious! And he has I want to know why does he always look like he's about to cry? He's, he's like he's always he looks like is. he's on the- He's fucking not <laughs> not a happy man, dude. His whole life has been downhill since his wife bailed. You know, oh yeah, everything has been fucked after fucked. It's not good. Yeah. It's not cool to be Hulk. It's more fun to be the Iron Sheik, who's the, pretty much insane, <laughs> than it is to be Hulk Hogan today. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm going to fuck him up differently. Let me beat the fuck out of him and him suplex him, put him in the camel clutch, break his back, and fuck his ass, and make him humble. That's what I said. It. Right. But besides that, uh, I don't want to talk you, about his family. That's it. Chip in you're a little boy I heard you're gonna be in my list sooner or late. Shake. <laughs> but you say you wanna fuck Hogan in the ass. That's gay. I know, but I just said it differently. Instead of I fuck his ass with my dick, I'm said I'm gonna fuck his ass with a beer bottle. Oh, yes, sir. Oh, I see with a beer bottle. Yes, sir. All right, all right. Because oh, I was that's worried. That's not gay. No, exactly. <laughs> Thank you, Robin. Oh, you jabrons. <laughs> Yeah, at least he's having a good time. Very true. So Hogan's come down off. Well, he's, <laughs> yeah. that, that court shit is wrecking him. He's already broke, you know, pretty much. Oh, and then he was making yeah. money again doing shows WWE, and then that thing came out, and then he's now he's more broke, and now he's going to get sued. Yeah. You know, he's going to lose this lawsuit and be broke forever. And then they'll bring, mm, him, bring him back. They'll bring him back. And and like, oh, where's yeah. his family? It's like, where's his family support? Oh, I don't it's think like, is, is his daughter uh, sta- standing behind him because I don't even know. No, everybody bailed on no, that dude. Everybody, everybody bailed, bailed, dude. Damn. And him and Bubba, they uh, they're not cool. I take it because <laughs> that's uh, the no. main from that. <laughs> <laughs> no, they, the other day the the Iron Sheik came out and said, you know, fuck you, Gawker. Hulk Hogan sucks, but at least he shouldn't be subjected to this. And I'm like, here's the time we live in where the Iron Sheik is the only person who stands up for Hulk fucking Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> wow it's like only i'm allowed to call him a jabroni not you fuckers 
and again, the Iron Sheik is insane. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's better than he was. He he got off the, the serious. Like, he was boozing and doing coke and stuff, and his brain was gone. But now he's got his handlers that do all the Twitter stuff that's making him popular. But uh, he's not in in fear of death right now like he was for a few years. Yeah, he needs to get on that DDP program. Inhale, roll it up, touchdown. Exhale, bring it down, diamond cutter. Take it back. Arms out to a T. Get strong. Yeah. Tension. Bang. There's actually he probably a, could, but a, yeah, he's he's kind of old. Uh, there's a documentary about the Iron Sheik on uh, Netflix. I have it in my queue. I haven't watched it yet. That's good stuff. But uh, oh, you've seen it? Yeah, I watched it when it came out. Uh, but I, I've been watching his stuff, you know, through the crazy years where he'd do those shoot interviews and just like go off cursing and, and wind up throwing beer bottles and crying and all kinds of, you know, chic emotional breakdowns. Wow. But, uh, but yeah, his movie pretty much told the story just in a condensed form, you know. Well, I definitely got to watch that. They, they made a I know. Jake the Snake movie that's coming out too, or it might already be out in some places. From, uh, oh, oh yeah, the, the resurrection, the resurrection of the snake. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, uh, are, are you a, thinking about some porn? <laughs> <laughs> not that Jake the Snake. Yeah, this uh, that's a DDP thing where they they pretty much saved Jake Roberts' life there, and Scott Hall too, for that matter. So, God damn, that DDP yoga is good and stuff. That, and that sucks about Piper, man. It's like I I I had a great I I, I loved Piper. Uh, Back in the day, even though I, I don't think a lot of our, our peers got the joke, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he was funny as shit. And then, uh, you know, over the years, I really got to respect him. And then after watching the greatest movie ever, They Live. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, With he the was the best uh, performance fight ever <laughs> on screen. If you watch yeah, I love that. Watch the, the video, the Cindy Lauper Goonies video, where he's running around through that too. And like everybody there sucks. And you can tell he's the only one that's pretending to take it seriously. And he's like in a different video altogether, you know? playing the bad guy there and you're like he's doing some serious shit there and everybody else is like doing the mr fuji dance and stuff you know <laughs> and it was right after that that he, he got the gig for they live so maybe that was his audition there <laughs> love it john yeah, copperton that. there's chat and those talent when he sees it <laughs> hey, hey this dude was in a spielberg production <laughs> that's what i'm saying <laughs> Holy mackerel. All right, so uh, does anyone have any feelings about Batman v Superman D of J? That's a lot of shit to say. I know, and I shortened it too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's that B of J. You know what? I feel like uh, personally I wasn't really ready to like run out to the theater and see it. And I felt like it's been a slow burn for me. And I know that's kind of crazy because it's had a huge marketing push and campaign and everything. But I feel like I have to see it. Um, The reservations that I have are still, I wasn't that fond of Man of Steel. Ben Affleck as Batman, still, I'm not sold. Dude, he's going to be the best part of the whole thing. I I think he's got a good uh, Bruce Wayne, older Bruce Wayne look. And uh, I also, uh, Man of Steel had some great stuff in it. Uh, I don't want to condemn the movie because of uh, the obvious flaws, but it had some good stuff in it. And I'm a Marvel guy all the way. I'm a uh, Superman guy, and I'm talking about Superman, uh, the movie. (laughs) That's my ish right there. There Superman 2 is even better than Superman. So That's those my, two, my those question two. there. What, which, when you think of Superman, just in general, who, which one do you think? There's like the, 
you know, the the sixties, fifties, sixties version, the seventies, eighties version. Yeah, well, no, not even <laughs> not even actors, but even in the comics, it switched up every, almost every time there was an actor change. You know, there was the guy there was up until John Byrne, and then there was the guy from John Byrne till the Electric Thing, which nobody thinks of as Superman. So, I mean, do you think of the, the guy from the sixties, seventies, and eighties, or the John Byrne version? Uh, I think of the guy that went up against Muhammad Ali. Okay, so yeah, you're thinking of the the, the classic, basically the same one that I would mm-hmm. think of. So, yeah, right. I think a lot of the people today, like you know, because the the actor, the Henry Cavill, just said, you know, this is the most accurate Superman slash Clark Kent that's ever been, blah blah blah, and like, well, compared to the comics of what time, you know, maybe you're close to the guy of now. He said Christopher Reeve was fucking not close to the the version of the Superman or Clark Kent that existed then. I'm like bullshit. You know, because he changed a lot between 1978 and 19, what, 20, whatever the hell year it is, 2016. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can't compare. It's it's like, you know, trying to compare Christian Bale and Adam West. The books are entirely different things. Right. Yeah, because Adam West uh, considers himself the most accurate portrayal of Batman. I do, too. And that's just for for the comics of that time. Yes, he is. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah. Now, he would be a shitty Batman if he was trying to be the guy there is today. You know? Even if he was the right <laughs> age, he just, he just couldn't play that role. But he could play the campy goofball, you know, who also yeah. had some skills. He wasn't always goofball. That's true. Did the Dark Knight Returns graphic novel ruin Batman? Or did it... Uh, <clears throat> did it save Batman? Because he wasn't that brooding. It, I think it... it Alternate uni- it alternate universe Batman it split him off again. It's like that oh, was sh- if you Dark Knight was the same time as Crisis. Right. So Man of Steel was to Superman what Dark Knight was to Batman. Even though the the Man of Steel was a straight reboot and Dark Knight was a future tale. You know, it yeah, became the future tale of the rebooted Batman that followed. Right. But then a lot of it. but a Batman did become a lot darker. In oh, yeah. stories after that, though, for sure. Oh, for sure, because that sold how many copies and became, you know, it was in the newspaper. They talked about it on TV. It was big shit. Right. One thing that we discussed the last time, and especially it seems like when it comes to DC, is that the continuity of their characters and all their origins and everything, there's so many different, it's like, what story is this? Like, you have to be well-versed like when they come out with these movies of which storyline or what they're following, yeah. you know, to, just to mm-hmm. go back to what you were saying before, it's like my version of Superman will always be like the Christopher Reeve Superman because that was a Superman, like what he was doing at that time, since I wasn't reading the comic, I had the movie, that was my Superman. When the animated series started coming out and stuff like that, they had a little bit of that, so then that became like almost like the new Superman, but then those were the different oh, media. Yeah, yeah. like you got I almost I almost forgot about that. Other. The comic books during this whole time was changing things over. Sure. Yeah, I, I forgot and about that like animated that series. I, that I've been reading recently, you know, looking back on their their history. That's why they have this whole is it rebirth or afterbirth? <laughs> 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 Superman after, after birth. birth. That'd be a different story. <laughs> That's like the the mutant uh, thing that shot out of Lois Lane afterwards, right? I don't want to. I don't know. I think I want to read that book, but it would probably be by Alan Moore. <laughs> Lots of squiggly lines coming off of a gross thing. Yeah, something. Like yeah. That. Jesus, I hate when I go on a roll and I realize that I'm <laughs> off the air. Man, I rap so much, I rap so much, I start the record over. Cause I got so much raps and a record could hold it. And that's so true about two. Sure. Damn. You learned about Superman from the movie before like, that was your first exposure? Yes. Wow. That's cool. Because, yeah, that was a pretty accurate, you know, Super- Christopher Reeve Superman the movie. That was pretty damn accurate to what the book was for the 40 years up until that point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, <coughs> what, I was, what I was saying in secret 
was uh, yeah, there was the movie, and then when the animated series, because you know when Batman the animated series came out, then they did like a Superman animated series, which was yeah. in the same vein, and it was kind of, it was slightly, it was more closer to the movie, but they did kind of trail it off in that same world of Batman the animated, but it was definitely lighter. They even changed like the color. I mean, it was a brighter cartoon, but. What I was oh, yeah. saying was between those two mediums of the movie and the cartoon, you still had the comic book that was doing just several different things. And this is what I'm reading now looking back, you know, since I didn't experience during that time when it was happening. So mm-hmm. when we get now to Henry Cavill's um, Superman and they're like, oh, well, this is the truest portrayal. It's like, well, what do you, well, how do you see, how do you get to that? Yeah, that's yeah. It. see, it all depends on your current age. You know, like let's say, what what Superman did you read when you were eleven? Right. You know, yeah, I'll give it up to those uh, those cartoons that came out in the what was it the forties? Those Fleischer cartoons. Oh yeah, that's good stuff too. Those were damn good. Uh, the animation was awesome. The voices were great. That could be the most accurate portrayal. <laughs> that was the Superman that was from the 30s and 40s where he really didn't have any of the powers for the most part that we think of now. He, he couldn't fly. He could only leap. You know, he he mm-hmm. leaped tall, grill, tall buildings in a single bound, but he didn't fly anywhere. You know, he didn't, when did he, he get so powerful? That's what I want to know. 50s. Uh, yeah, the 50s. You know, and, then okay. he, and then he powered up to ridiculous levels in the 60s. Oh, right. At which point he could juggle planets and things like that, you know. Mm-hmm. You know that's which, when they depowered him then in in the eighties. Mm-hmm. But that was the burn thing, that because he was basically super god, you know. Yeah. And like, well, this is boring because there's really nothing that can stop him except for this little, no- little magical imp. I'm from out of town, the fifth dimension to be exact. Name's Mixius Pitlick, Mister Mixius Pitlick. It's about the usual way. <laughs> I know, Mitzelblick. <laughs> now, see, that's the Super Friends pronunciation. I think that's the most common way that people still say that. You know, Mister Mitzelblick. Uncle Mitzelblick, super nerd. That's a, that's what one of it? those words that like. There's 500 ways you could possibly approach it, and that's a pretty uh-huh. good, that's a pretty good one. Uh-huh. But that definitely 100. percent That comes from the Super Friends because you can hear Superman yeah. Mitzelblick. <laughs> <laughs> The super Superman and the Super Friends had an awesome voice, you know. And, and I don't know why Robin was Casey Kasem. That was bullshit. <laughs> Batman, we've got to go help Scooby Doo, and then we've got to announce the top ten. <laughs> oh shit! Rest in yeah, peace, Mister Kasem. <laughs> the Wonder Twins were made only for the cartoon, correct? They were never in the comics. They were in the Super Friends comics, but that was based on the cartoon. So yeah. Now, later on, like a few years ago, somebody introduced them in a horrifying new, like they came into the new continuity as some sort of evil somethings and did some destructive stuff. And also Wonder Dog and Wendy and, uh, I was going to say Wendy and Lisa, but Wendy and Marvin. They, uh... Wendy? Yes, Lisa. Is the water warm enough? Wonder Dog like <laughs> went rabid and started killing people too. So. And the revolution. Exactly. <laughs> Now, think about Super Friends meets Prince and the Revolution. That would be an awesome film. <laughs> and at the end, he'd make pancakes for everyone. Blouses. <laughs> Shoot the J. <laughs> Even Let's just Batman. You know, Scooby Doo with Batman and Prince as a as a thing would be a good show too. Yeah, he met everybody. Oh, shit. So, uh, Spider-Man and his, and his amazing friends. Was that 82? Are we, uh, or 84? Uh, well, I don't know when it started. See, the first it was just the, you know, the amazing Spider-Man. And then they added right. his amazing right. friends, like, in season two. So I think 81 was the, the just Spider-Man, and 82 probably was amazing friends. Amazing friends, yeah. I With, like, the, the softcore porno theme song. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love that. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was 84, so that's why I went on that jag. <laughs> it was still on in 84. 84 was the transition to robots, robots, robots. Yes. Transformers, GoBots, Transor, Z, Voltron. You know, that was all 84, 85. 
Robotech. I always forget Robotech because I fucking hated Robotech, but I appreciate it now. Yeah. Are, are you? Oh, Robotech was me. Robotech was me and puppy shit. I mean, yeah. we, we love Robotech. I mean, all of it. Macross Saga, uh, Southern Cross. Um, of course, the, the, the motorcycle one was my favorite. Yes, I love it. all, all classic shit that I, that I definitely appreciate it now. But back then, it was like, this annoys me. <laughs> I don't know why it did. And yeah, I remember, I, I, I want to say we're Robotech ready, came on, it came on a little later, so I was always like late to school trying to watch Robotech, because I, I was like, it was like you had to go, but like Robotech like started at like 8 o'clock, so I'm like, I'm watching Robotech, and then I get to school at 8.30, I'm going to be a half hour late. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I wish I would have like, Rick Hunter is about to fuck Lin Min May, boy, he about to get those. <laughs> And Lisa Hayes. The, the soap opera was, factor was, I think, was, what I didn't care about at the time. Fuck this show. <laughs> See, I was into, I was into, the, I was into the human story, and they had cool ass jets that turned into robots, and they were fighting giant mm-hmm. humanoid people who were disgusted by PDA. Like PDA would freak them out. It's like they see a man and a woman kiss, and they don't know what to do. They're like, uh-uh, what is this? And so they got them a little sum. And then they were like, I get this. I kind of see that with what's going on with ISIS. <laughs> like, right. ISIS over here beheading people and shit like that. Look, just eat the pussy, the ass, all that shit. Relax. And then you probably won't be so offended, man. Let your women breathe. Take all that shit off of them. <laughs> take off so you the burkas. Take it off. Butt naked, please. <laughs> hey, they are hot. I've had a couple of Arabic women, and there is nothing wrong with that. I mean, I don't know what their problem is. Yeah, why would you want? Yeah, exactly. Why do they want to keep them covered up? Well, it's because if they get a boner, it offends their god. You know, so that's right. the way to no, say it that. But apparently, that's the reason why they have to keep their chicks covered up because if they see one, they're instantly going to get a bone, and then they're going to have to go to whatever hell they go to. Right. I suppose well, hell, hell is not being able to have a boner while on Earth, though. Come on, I know, yeah, but they're still yeah, enticed exactly. by uh, they're still enticed by seventy two virgins if they do the right thing. I mean, you know, I, nobody I ever said they were they were female virgins either. By the way, you, know, you get up there it's and it's seventy two fucking nerds <laughs> behind computer terminals. Exactly, <laughs> and, and let's be honest. Who would really want 72 virgins? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, anyway. Uh, Kurt, did you ever see that uh, that fan film that I was telling you about? The uh, uh, Actually, film? yes, I did. I watched it with my three-year-old son, and he loved, he loved it. it. <laughs> All right. I, actually, I'm going to say actually, I uh, loved it. The wife actually stuck around, too, because I, I started watching it, and she was like, what is this shit? And I'm like, oh, well, you know, I tried to <laughs> explain it to her, and it was kind of like I was speaking uh, Chinese. She just gave yeah. me a look like, uh-huh, and I'm like, yeah. well, fuck you, then. All right, I'm going to sit here and watch this. It's only 17 minutes, so just shut the fuck up. I'm, I'm saying. <laughs> Which one is that? She, uh, um, this fan-made uh, film that came out uh, about a week ago, uh, it's Darth Maul versus Jedi. I think it's oh, called okay. Darth Maul. Right on. Yeah. It's yeah. yeah. How, how, what did you think of the effects? I thought the, I, first of all, I, I was going to say, I thought the effects were great for a fan film. I, I'm going to say that the sh- I forgot it was a fan film. I was just watching yeah. it. Like it was a piece of, you know, <laughs> like it was a piece of uh, Jedi canon. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, okay, so obviously this is what Darth Maul had to do before he went against the Jedi, you know. He had to go yeah. through a couple first before he was like, apparently he went into, ran into a fucking buzzsaw. <laughs> but, uh, because <laughs> he was, he was kicking ass to me. I was like, when I looked at that, I was like, there's no way in fuck he should have lost to Qui-Con Jinn and Obi-Wan. But, oh, hell that's, no. that's just me. Yeah. Yeah, we can. I, I'll just blame George Lucas again for that one. <laughs> well, it was it was his freaking cockiness is why he lost that one. If he had, his overconfidence let him down there, so that was the the thing there. But uh, but yeah, like I say, he'll be back on TV in two weeks. 
So he, he he's healed up since. <laughs> <laughs> Throw some duct tape on him. <laughs> yeah. uh, it, it was a long, convoluted mess of a story that got him back into shape. But he's uh, now he's the old master, and he's about to basically take one of the the, uh, the existing people on Rebels and turn him into uh, a Sith, perhaps, or at least some sort of dark Jedi, or who knows what's going to happen there. But things are all going to go fucking downhill soon because Darth Vader is showing up and he's going to kill a bunch of people that I don't want to see die. The Jedi Order is your life. Ahsoka, you are making a mistake. Maybe. But I have to sort this out on my own. Without the Council. And without you. I understand. More than you realize. I understand. Wanting to walk away from the Order. I know. Ahsoka, do you know who or what he is? Welcome to Disney cartoons. <laughs> death, yeah, I was going to say what the death of your fucking favorite characters and multiple beheadings. It's good stuff. Oh, it, it must be fun to have cre- your full creative license. Well, they, they, they don't cause they have the story group that, that has to make sure everything they, they do now accounts as the story for real at this point, since they abandoned everything last year or whatever. You know, so all these cartoons and stuff are, are part of the real deal. And uh, it looks like they're slowly explaining like shit that relates to Kylo Ren and stuff too. I'm actually even looking. I saw the cast of Rogue One. I'm getting excited about that one. Yeah, that's probably going to be. Oh yeah, it looks good. It looks good, and I I don't know if this was true or if somebody was saying something, but they were like they were talking about having you know Darth Vader in maybe as a hologram. Now they're talking about having Darth Vader in Rogue One, and someone has saying that James Earl Jones is now signed on to do the voice or something like yeah, that. Yeah, he's like, been doing the voice on the show for two seasons, so yeah, he'll be there. I say, well, I don't know if you don't watch the show. It's like <laughs> it's it's no more CG than the last three movies were, and it's actually better Star Wars than any of them. Well, except for, I mean, not the last one, but the previous three. Yeah, it's a, but yeah, uh-huh. it's got it's got Billy D. Williams, it's got Frank Oz, it's got James Earl Jones. You know, it's got Billy uh, D. It's, it's Star oh, Wars. Shit. You know? and All right. Well, a, you know what? Maybe I will give it a watch. Oh, and yeah, now it's got uh, what's his face, the voice of Darth Maul showing up in probably two weeks. Yeah. But that wasn't so actually that, Ray Park because they overdubbed him for the movie. Park. I guess he was actually told though. <laughs> yeah, I know well, how he was Toad's voice. I yeah. think so. I don't. You didn't really hear Toad say too much. Yeah, he doesn't really have a a tough guy voice. He, he. And that's why James Earl Jones is the voice of Darth Vader too. You know, the, the guy that was in the suit sounded kind of British and uh, not imposing. Right. <laughs> yeah, he was straight up. I think he came from a pub. <laughs> like what Andy Cap would sound like. <laughs> What's this then? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Andy Cap, did he ever have anything in any strip that wasn't the same one that it was the week before? Like, wasn't it the same joke seriously every single week? Oh, hell yeah. Andy Cap always came home drunk, and his wife was always mad. <laughs> that was basically 50, it. 50 years, man. I think they probably still run that. Like, whatever, just run it. As long as they <laughs> still sell uh, hot fries with Andy Cap on the bag, they'll, they'll continue to run that strip. That's right. The hot fries. Oh my god, that is uh, that is Midwest shit right there. <laughs> oh yeah, they don't have those there. Right? Yeah, they're they're everywhere here still. Andy Cap hot fries. Like, okay, yeah. I don't know what they. I guess because they'd find them in a bar is <clears throat> the only connection they really have to Andy Cap. But and, you know, I, I I think I just got the fucking pun there. I'm. Re- it's the British thing. Andy Cap. I'm Andy Cap. He's a <laughs> fucking handicap. I just got that because I'm not smart. <laughs> yeah, I never thought of that. <laughs> okay, good. Then you're not smart either. But yeah, clearly that's either. like what they were going for there. <laughs> like, oh, Andy. I get it, handicap. <laughs> like that's oh, that's yeah. fucking offensive today. <laughs> <laughs> it's like just wow. call him crippled Steve. You know, okay, that's not good. 
But what are you going to do with a cartoon character that's completely drunk and getting hit with a uh, fucking rolling pin every night? You know. <laughs> right. How about the lock? Oh. The Lockhorns is another one. Now I see like they have computers and shit, so I know they're still drawing new strips, but it's still the same joke three times a row every week. Oh yeah, same thing. Family Circus. I still do those too. Have you ever really? seen the the parody family circuses that are out there? Yes. Oh man, there's some good stuff and all that. <laughs> I can see forever looking into your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they get pretty dark. Yeah, they are. They where really do you are. where Where do you still see these comic strips at? On the computer. Well, they're still in the newspaper like, on Sunday, but what's that? There's not that many, and most of them suck. <laughs> Well, if you don't know what's that, then you're not shopping correctly because you're missing all the coupons. <laughs> yeah, I don't get a, I it's, don't get a Sunday. It's a dollar anymore. investment that saves you twenty five bucks a week at the store. That's what it is. Mm. Yeah, never heard of it. But you guys could get the Chronicle. There, it's probably three bucks, but it has all this shit. Plus, it has the pink section and the big ass comic section. Yeah, but it's it's shrunk a lot, man. Newspapers are not what they used to be. Well, no. Not, plus, it's on the thin. They, they use that thinner stuff, so it's automatically half the size it used to be. Yeah. Ooh. I, I did know my own. Uh, I told you before about my experience going inside the, our local paper, and you know, the Daily Republic, and it was just like it was depressing. It was very depressing in there. It was like, so this is where the news comes to die, huh? <laughs> well, it was very depressing in there in 1986 too, for that matter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Even when everybody got a copy, it wasn't really all that you know big of a deal. Yeah, it seemed like it, it was like you know, yeah. oh hey, there's this paper. You know, if you went, you know, it wasn't as big as the Contra Costa Times. Well, you know, you see all those shows and movies of people running around and have to get to their deadline and let's go and arguing with their editor. <laughs> I didn't see none of that. I well, saw empty cubicles. Yeah. And I saw, you had to go to Sacramento <laughs> for that. <laughs> or San Francisco, but you're not going to find that in Fairfield so soon. You know? The Sacramento oh, Bee. That's like around here we have the the, the little local newspaper thing that prints you know pretty much the same paper for every community around here, but they changed the couple of, you know the news, but all the ads and shit are the same. So it's like, well, yeah, and you go to their office, and it's just like you're talking about. It's like you know, two dudes in a in a dirty building, pretty much waiting to you know somebody at the desk hoping somebody comes in. <laughs> Thank you for coming in. And now they're just getting their news or just typing shit up that they're reading off the internet. Mm -hmm. So that's why I stopped. Uh, well, plus it ran out, but I stopped getting Reader's Digest because like half the issue was like you know attributing Reddit for their fucking stories. I'm like, well, I already read this first of all, and second of all, <laughs> mind you, put some shit from books. You know, I used to love Reader's Digest too. Had some good jokes. Joke section was all I was really getting out of it at this point because the rest of it was recycled internet. So I'm like, well, you know, it's not really worth it for four joke pages a month. So yeah, it was nah. But uh, I, so I got Archie I Digest instead. Fuck it. <laughs> I personally never read uh, Reader's Digest, but I do remember my mom used to always have just like a collection. I guess she had a subscription or something. She always had readers. There was like always several copies on our coffee table or in the mm -hmm. little basket that she had. It was just like, I remember there was like these small little book booklet magazine type deals. They're, they're called digests. That's an actual thing. Oh, that's a... <laughs> Well, excuse me. Yeah. Well, yeah. You weren't. You weren't really. Uh, you you kind of. Well, you're the same age as me. You fucking know what digest comics are, motherfucker. <laughs> well, well, like, you know, like, I, like I said, I was. I, I was the outside kid. I, I oh, stayed outside. True. I played outside all the time. Uh, from dusk till dawn. Love summer. Hated winter. Only because summertime you can stay out to like sometimes eight thirty, nine o'clock and then it started getting dark before your parents started calling you in but in the winter time mm -hmm. it'd be like four thirty. like right he's just like i just got out of school and you're already saying time to come in the house i'm like oh sh no i got things to do i used to hate being in the house always outside outside yeah. was fun inside was hell that was the opposite i loved uh i, I was the big reader read 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 
Well, I would be the one sent out. Go outside, and I'd go outside and then read anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I did that too. I, I would when I read my comics, or we did we drew. I would do it out on the stoop or something like that on the steps, yeah, right in front of my door. But it was always outside, you know. Yeah. To, to I, this day, I can't uh, read or draw without having a breeze on me. So I either have to be outside or have a fan on, <laughs> or have a couple of girls that are going. Whoosh. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. The royal penis is cleansed. They usually have giant fans made out of feathers for me. <laughs> mm. I rather enjoyed the babies. <laughs> that movie still, the movie still holds up. It still holds up. Yeah, that, that one's still good. Most, most everything I mean, up. In, I mean, we did this before. Up at what point we decided he sucked at, but you know, all the classics are still classics. Oh yeah, I, I actually just watched uh, um, Harlem Nights. And still, you know, it's still okay. That was um, never I, one of my favorites, but it had to be considered classic just because everybody was there. You know, it seemed like they could have done more with it, with considering everybody yeah. was there. Yeah, they're, they're I, definitely. I think what, if they would have had, if they would have had another director, I think Eddie trying to star and direct and produce that movie. I think it was just. I think it, you're you're it right. It was too they much had, of a vanity project. Yeah. Yeah, they had two. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was like he got to do a movie with his idols, and he made a movie, and it, that's what it looked like. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it's a notch above tougher than leather, but it's. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's several above. notches above tougher, tougher <laughs> than leather. I mean, at least we had legitimate actors in the movie. <laughs> there were there were a few in tougher than leather, but just a few. The guy that better. drives the uh, that steals the car in Ferris Bueller, the parking lot attendant, is the guy that's in uh, in Tougher Than Leather, and he's also in a bunch of other things. He always plays that same guy, Richard Edson. Yeah, that's that skeezy looking guy with the slick back hair. <laughs> yep, he, yeah, he's the the skeezy guy in Tougher Than Leather, and in about fifteen other movies that you go, oh yeah, that guy. <laughs> but all right, how about this? Uh, it's better than Best Defense. <laughs> there you go. I never saw Best Defense. I, I tried to watch it oh, a few times. Oh, God, it. it's, it's that was so one, bad. I just that picture was one him of those opening movies. a tank for some reason. You know, they're just... Later. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it was like Best Defense and... and you remember Glass Shield? Uh, it was like Glass Shield was this movie that was really... It was a Lori Petty movie. and yeah. But all over the posters, they had Ice Cube and all this shit. <laughs> And, and Ice Cube wasn't even in the fucking movie. It, it also, you know, another one like that is um, Executive Decision. It was like, oh, Steven Seagal's new, the motherfucker died in the first like 10 minutes of the movie. And we're like, wait, <laughs> I thought this was a fucking Steven Seagal movie. I thought yeah, I was like, about to see something new. Some fucking a, bad guy get their fucking, uh, yeah, it's like Kurt <laughs> Russell, John Leguizamo movie. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and he's yeah, not he's Snake Bliskin. I don't want to see this shit. <laughs> I thought I was going to see Steven Seagal kicking some ass. That's what I thought about Glass Shield. I was like, where the fuck is Q? You know? Best defense. Where the fuck is Eddie? <laughs> He's on the poster. <laughs> yeah. Seven minutes in the movie, and him and Dudley Moore were never in any scene together. Well, oh, God. What kind of combination really is that anyway? Who wants to see Dudley Moore and Eddie Murphy? It's just a <laughs> fucked up combination. Well, the problem was nobody wanted to see Dudley Moore, but they had already made the movie. So <laughs> Eddie Murphy, seven minutes of Eddie Murphy, then sold that shit, and people bought it. And that was before the internet, so people just kept going to see it. And like, what the fuck? Not that many, I though. Get. I think that bombed pretty hard. It bombed. Uh, they, after, there were no multiple viewings of it, I'll tell you that it, much. Yeah. I think it bombed so hard they got nervous about Beverly Hills Cop and then said, ah, oh, fuck it, we're in it now. And then they're like, oh, okay, it was just that one shitty movie. <laughs> Eddie said, don't blame me for them 18 fucking minutes of that shit. I went to, I, I drove the tank. They said, they said, drive the tank. I drove the tank. <laughs> That's all I did. <laughs> yeah, fucking Beverly Hills Cop was supposed to be Sylvester Stallone. You know, yeah. Just think about that. Like That would have been an entirely different film. It wouldn't have been a comedy. That's, well, or, what if it was? Well, <laughs> oh, hey, yo, Serge, I need to give one of them things there. Eh. You know, yeah, and this would have been fucked up. 
hold on. I just ordered a pizza. Oh. <laughs> uh. Exactly. Oh, I'm not gonna fall from the bananas in my tailpipe. You know. <laughs> this, is, this is the nicest police car I ever, I ever did. That's my slice alone. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's that was the best one. Yeah, mine's. I'm, I'm the Italian guy. Mine's weak. You know. It's good. That's like oh. um, when they said uh, Will Smith should have played Neo in the Matrix. Oh yeah. See, that would have been bullshit too. Yeah. So bullet time, y'all know what I'm saying? You know, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, hell no, Morpheus. I like him, but he has certain places he should be and other places he should not. I guess he can do dramatic shit, but I don't like most of it. So He's supposed to be humorous, man. That's been his gig since he was 14 or whatever. That would that that wouldn't have worked in my in my eyes. You never know. You never know. In the future, we'll be able to push buttons and select who we want in films. Yeah. <laughs> oh, like yeah. choose your own, like choose your own adventure books. Yeah, like today, I want to watch Pulp Fiction, but I want to cast like you know these you know, fourteen different people. I want, I want, I want all Vietnamese cast. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's your thing, but. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see Danny DeVito in the Vince. <laughs> I want to see. Uh, let's see who would play oh, Saint. Oh, what did they, what did they call uh, a cheeseburger in? <laughs> Danny DeVito right. and Chris Tucker as, as Jules and oh, Vince. Oh, 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 speaking of Chris Tucker, man, did you guys see? I think it's CBS. Is they're doing a rush hour TV show? Yeah. Oh no! Really? I, I I saw the I just saw the trailer and I was like, this looks like straight trash. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Chris Tucker is attached? No, hell no, hell <laughs> fucking no! They got some <laughs> random black guy, some random Asian guy. You're Lee. <laughs> You're uh, who is Chris Tucker? Jackson? I can't remember his name. <laughs> oh, Carter, Asian Carter. And um, they're just there. It's just rush hour. And I don't even, it's, I don't know if he's doing a Chris Tucker pantomime. I don't know if this guy, this is is his comedy style. Again, I saw maybe 20 seconds of a trailer and shot it way to fuck down. (laughs) Like, "Mm, (laughs) this is trash. It's kind of it's probably one of those things where when did the last movie come out? It's like ten years ago. So if you're ten years old now, you don't know what that property is. Like remember when we were kids and they had like Fast Times the TV series and Private Benjamin the TV series and all this like R-rated movies turned into TV series that we weren't familiar with the source. Yeah, that's a that's a good point. It's just cheap shit that they can get away with for a year and get paid, and you know it usually doesn't keep going. But like, yeah, I watched that Fast Time series, and then when I saw the movie, I'm like, who are these people playing Spicoli and stuff, you know? <laughs> uh, well, wait, this chick's hot, so I'll keep watching this. You know? But yeah, the show was, like, I saw that when I was like seven or something. I didn't see the movie till much later. I think oh, I yeah, still, yeah. Uh, Private Benjamin had the, the, the chick who wasn't Goldie Hawn, and I think I still think of her more of, as the character than, than Goldie Hawn, because I saw the show you know, 50 times yeah, and saw I, the movie once. I, I actually saw the movie before I saw the show. Wasn't there some, there were some titties in that movie, right? Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah. I, That's I, how I, good deal. I was familiar. I was one, because this is slightly, I, I guess it was, I was just really young, but I think in that same vein, I was familiar with the show mash before the movie. Oh, yeah, and for like, sure. When I saw yeah. Elliot Gould, I was like, that's not Hawkeye. <laughs> yeah. What is this? Now, that's they call this match. The this movie was like you know one movie, and the show was on for, what, like 13 years? Like We definitely yeah, they, saw it. Yeah, <laughs> they, they said the, 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 TV, the TV show was on seven years longer than the war lasted. <laughs> <laughs> that was some stretched out time right there, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I never saw was a week in Korea. <laughs> Yeah, I never really watched the movie either. I've seen bits of it, but uh, you know, it was even more towards the, 
you know, it's like, well, here's a bunch of gruesome surgery stuff followed by a bunch of jokes about war. You know, it was the same formula mm-hmm. turned up to 11. Right. I was never that fond of the show, so, <laughs> yeah. Same here. As soon as that music came on after uh, whatever show we were watching, I was like, oh, God, it's time for me to go do something else. <laughs> My brother loved that fucking show. Oh, see, I say, yeah, it was usually the cue to change the channel, but if you, if you loved it. I had, like, yeah. one year where I, I watched MASH every time it was on, and I think I saw them all, and I was good at it. I'm like, okay, I don't need to watch this anymore. It was MASH and Dukes of Hazard. Yeah, the year did you ever watch? Back. Did you ever watch After Mash? Yeah, yeah, I liked After Mash better than Mash because it was goofy, and I was eight. I vaguely remember After Mash. It was like I remember it was like the whoever the chief medical doctor, and I think it was like it was, Klinger and yeah. somebody else was in it. it was and that Klinger, was, it was like the, only three people: Klinger, the colonel, and the uh, the chaplain, the reverend guy. Yeah, I, I had he was no alcoholic. idea why I remembered it. Yeah, the, the reverend was an alcoholic and needed help and it was sad and like bullshit but then like Klinger and you know Colonel Potter were doing basically slapstick doofy 80s comedy so it was a, an entire clash that didn't work at all which is why it was barely on and Radar showed up at some point for a while too yeah I think I remember Radar <laughs> it really wasn't yeah. a good show but uh, to me and, and, and nobody in earth will agree I, to me it was better like than the original second of that show Yeah, so. <laughs> right. There, there was a lot of terrible. We talked about this before. A lot of terrible TV around '83. You know, they were. It was like the reboot of the networks, where everything they were just throwing whatever the fuck they could at the wall. You know, like like I said, oh, a show where a, where a chimpanzee becomes president. Let's give it a shot. You know, and now actually, like I say, that might actually work. We might have a chimpanzee become president. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No shit. But uh, that, that was just there was terrible TV shows after terrible TV at that point, and they and everything they started in '83, '84 pretty much died quickly. You know, it was only on for a season or two. There weren't, you know, I think, Night Court might have started in '84 and and been on for a long time. But most of that shit, those couple of years, just it lasted nothing. I think that's why uh, the Cosby Show uh, made such an impact. Because not only did it garner a lot of ratings, but it was able to hold that for yeah. years. Yeah, that was 84 there. They pretty much rebooted all that shit. I mean, Cheers was 82, but it wasn't all that popular. But then 84, Cosby started, and like Who's the Boss started. It was a bunch of sitcoms started that year that ran for seven, eight years. So like that era kind of started in 84. It probably ended with the end of Full House, I suppose. It was a good 10-year run. Something that I uh, that I wanted to say back in the beginning when we were talking trailers, I can't remember if you said or not that you watched the first season of Daredevil, but I watched again the trailer. Um, I don't know if it was the second trailer or if I just didn't catch it the first time. I think it actually was a second trailer, but um, I saw a lot more of The Hand. And uh, are you familiar with The Hand storyline? Yeah. Because I remember The Hand more from... I read Daredevil a little bit when uh, John Lameter Jr. was doing it. And cause I used to really like the way he did his pencils and stuff like that. I, 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 thought, his, I thought his style was real sick. And... Um, But, of course, you know, during the Wolverine stuff and the hand and, you know, the the ninja assassin, you know, for hire. And now that I see that they're really doing that, and I thought last season that one guy when he went to fight him, the ninja, I was thinking, I was like, I wonder if this dude is with the hand. And, I'm, of course, I'm saying this to my wife, and she's looking at me like, I don't know. And I'm like, of course you don't. <laughs> I'm basically talking to myself. But <laughs> I was like, I wonder if he's supposed to be part of the hand. And she looks at me, uh, I don't know. Is he? <laughs> but uh, it, it really looks like that. And it's just like, man, I am so excited. And that's one of those things where the, just that trailer got me so excited. And, and I think it's coming out in like another week or so. 
me and the wife, since most of our, I mean, I mean, we there's actually only one show that we actually watch live, and that's Sunday nights, nine o'clock. We watch Walking Dead. Everything else we watch, um, either streaming or DVR. But um, since Daredevil is, I did get her into it, so she is into the show. But and I gotta watch it with her, <laughs> and that's gonna be the hard thing for me to like not. And you know, like when you're watching Netflix, I mean, Netflix be telling on your ass too because it has that little, <laughs> a little, that little bar. So it's like if right. you go ahead, she's like, oh. So you've been watching it, and I'm like, and then I got to go back to the episode she left off. And I was like, it's just too much work. <laughs> but uh, I really, I mean, I really want to binge watch the hell out of it. Well, the only topic that I wanted to bring up in 85 was that was the birth of the crew, a.k.a. the Stank Mob, a.k.a. the Gaffle Dogs, a.k.a. A&S, a.k.a. the Triple P. It is officially the year that myself, Tommy, and Ralph um, really became friends, and it was our our mutual love of comic books that really brought us together. Where we actually started our own comic book uh, series, very short-lived comic book series, but it was uh, that was '85. Yeah, 85. So I think I was like 11. I think it was like 12. And that is just how long we have been friends. Most of our lives, for real. You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I mean, technically, uh, me and Ralph actually met the year before, but we didn't know each other's names. <laughs> but because uh, uh, in, uh, in the apartment complex that I lived in, uh, Ralph would always come by and uh, do his laundry there. And uh, we had a playground that was right next to the laundromat. So while he was doing his laundry, he would come out and play no sand tag with us and stuff like that. Or occasionally, you know, play kickball. But, you know, you know, he was a responsible kid. He never went too far from the laundry. Well, obviously <laughs> so know? if he was 10 years old doing his laundry. That, yeah. That's pretty and responsible. I think about that. <laughs> I, 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 I think about that. And I was like, yeah, he was like 10, 11 years old, huffing a big duffel bag down the street to do laundry because I was not doing my laundry. Yeah, I was about 11 when my mom said, well, then fuck you, do it yourself. But I, I didn't have to go anywhere. I just had to throw it down the hall. And shit. Yeah, Much I, more effort involved in taking it down the street. Yeah, and it was ridiculous, too, because it was like six blocks down the street, too. Because he lived, at the time, I think he lived on San Marcos. Okay. So yeah. he lived about probably about five, five or six blocks away puffing that bag. That's why my mom always used to love Ralph. She was like, how come you can't be more responsible like that Ralph boy? And I'm like, damn, here we go. Yeah, my mama was making me do that laundry, okay? I wasn't doing it. <laughs> I was going to say, he's sitting here listening to us reminisce about his fucked up fucking child. <laughs> <laughs> I got a, a goddamn giant army bag down the street with all the family laundry in it for the week and, you know, with quarters in one pocket Oh, I was going to say, you weren't just doing your own, were you? No, man. No. <laughs> the family laundry. So to this day, I know I fold women's delicates. That, that could come in <laughs> handy. It did. He had four know, daughters, so yes, it definitely came in handy. I know what cycle to use. <laughs> yeah, see, all I have but, to do is boy drawers. They're easy. You just put in the most amount of shit you can do to try to clean them fuckers up and hit go. <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> the only secret is use really hot water. My boys' yeah. underwear—they are trash. Sometimes yeah. I'm like, I am not putting this in our wash machine. <laughs> you yeah. rinse this shit out. When my boys come over, uh, they usually stay with me for about four days, and um, it's like four days every other week. And so their mom packs them clothes for all four days. Not to mention the clothes that they have on their back when they when I pick them up from school. So it's, it's quite a bit of clothes. And when I do their laundries on Monday night, you know, because I'm going to do the laundry Monday night, pack it up in the morning Tuesday. So when I drop them off at school, drop the bags off, um, Clean. it's always the same. It's always the same thing. It's like my 10 right has a whole bunch of laundry 
And then my 13-year-old has like five pairs of clean underwear still in his bag. And I'm like, you <laughs> nasty buzzer. I said, have you been wearing the same drawers all week? Are you taking a shower and putting dirty underwear back on? Well, yeah. Yeah. You, you <laughs> said take a shower. Ball. You said use soap. You did not say put on clean drawers. <laughs> I was like, oh, man. I'm like, you're getting too big for this, you know? You got your, I mean, we're, 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 we're on a plan now that we're using deodorant on a daily basis. So that's a good thing. There you go. Yeah. It gets a little, a little heavy sometimes with the Axe body spray. A little heavy. <laughs> that's just like Pat with the polo. I had colors. And I don't know what Mike had. He just had Mike's house funk. <laughs> no, what was it? We all overused our um, own sense. What was it? Very Carl? true. Wait, who was it? Who was the, 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 the that was, was I think that was Tom. Tom used your car. Tom was your car. <laughs> who was Paul Sebastian? That's me, and I still wear that to this day. Are you serious? Yeah. Uh, I've been wearing Paul damn. Sebastian for uh, probably, ooh, 27 years, 26 years, something like Shit. that. Shit. That is crazy because I feel like my nickname has lasted longer than I actually wore cool water. Uh, <laughs> I, I think I, I think I only wore the cologne for a brief time in high school, but I stayed yeah. in cool water forever.
Mm -hmm. I, I'm Donna. Pull yourself together.